The Block Talk podcast started because of my passion for the property management industry. I wanted to start a conversation and add some value within the industry with a diverse range of people and professionals who can add something extra. As we start out, my aim is that the podcast offers some useful insight into a variety of views, opinions, thoughts, and foresights from our guests who include business leaders and industry experts. If you enjoy the podcast and want to find out any other information, head on over to brianwelsh.co.uk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Block Talk podcast with me, Brian Welsh and Jax Bruce. Jax, how are you today? Yes, very well. I feel like it's been a while since we've recorded a podcast. We had quite a bit of a run there for a wee while, but it's sort of slowing down as we're getting towards the end of the year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's quite nice to be back on again recording something. How are you? Um, yeah, I'm great. I'm great. I'm in the south just now and it is miserable, utterly miserable. Wind and rain for days on end so i keep getting blamed when i come down here from bringing glasgow weather down but i'm, but I'm sure that's yeah it's true. blue skies outside here <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's certainly not here it's certainly not here. <laughs> okay so today we have the pleasure of speaking to ross watt newton property management's northern scotland managing director appointed in 2018 and based in their aberdeen office Ross joined Newton following the merger with his own property management business, Watt & Co., who I I knew very well as well. Um, Ross manages the Aberdeen and Inverness teams and has been integral to Newton's growth and digital plans. Ross, it's great to have you on. Um, Thanks for coming on. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well. Thank you. Very well. I'm sitting in Aberdeen in the sunshine just now, so I have no sympathy for your weather down south. <laughs> yeah, I know. It always happens when I come down here. I don't know what it is. I must, yeah, it must be an omen of some description. Okay, so you've been managing drive. I knew you obviously with, with Watt and Co., but then, yeah. and then you, you you kind of merged with Newton. You've been managing yes. director at Newton for four years now. How have those four years been for you, and what has been your biggest challenge in that time? Well, I think it's important to say that I'm the managing director for the North only. Um, and I've been a main board member with Newton since I joined the business in 2015. Right. Um, um, which was obviously a, a bit of a step change for me personally, going from small time factor, sort of used to doing his own thing, to, to joining yeah. a, a much bigger beast. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of challenges, I mean, factors in general are not afraid of a challenge. It's, it's what we're paid to do with professional problem solvers. Yeah. Um, and aside from the main ones that we're all facing just now, you know, your cost of living, COVID, interest rates that we're going to hear more about later in cladding, I think it's been a, a challenge for us um, to manage the growth. When I first uh, met Stephen and the team at Newton, they were looking after 9,000 properties and mm. it's now up at almost 30,000 properties. Wow, now, I'm not okay. taking all the credit for that, but right. I think most of it is probably should come to my door. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> So, I mean, and the challenge around that, of course, is how to upscale our business processes to satisfy that growing demand for the, the product that we offer. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, making sure that the, the product and, and the service that the existing customer joined us for stays the same and stays strong. So that, I think, has been the biggest one that we've seen up here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I've worked for a number, pre, pre-CPL and, and stuff, I've worked for a number of businesses who... Um, did a lot of consolidation and mm-hmm. that change management when you bring other people because that that growth has been acquisition and organic hasn't it 
Yeah, it's been a bit of a mix. Yeah. 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 So, so, you know, both of those bring their challenges, you know, because, you know, as a, I get what you mean. As a, I remember when CPL had three people, you just, I think I even did our invoicing, you know, so, you know, you do things out of that size where you just could not even dream of doing when you get to, you know, 30,000 units, you know? So, yes. Yeah. It was the same in the Watton days. I was doing the payroll, I was doing the marketing, I was doing our accounts. Yeah. And I was managing the properties. And then I remember when the Newton deal had gone through and we had, you know, an accounts team, a marketing team, HR, and it was five o'clock and I was finished work. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. This, this hadn't happened to me for, for years and years. Yeah, no, I get I get that one. I get that one. I bet you don't finish at five these days, though. No, no unfortunately okay. not. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so your focus is on digital efficiencies. Can you tell us more about what that's all about? It's it's one of my focuses, certainly, yeah. Um, okay. I think that the best way I can describe it is I was asked to come up with a mission statement for it really, um, recently. Um, and the one I came up with is how to best use technology to better serve our customers without adversely affecting administrative efficiencies. Okay. I'll try and say that quickly. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. It's a good and, and, one, though. Know, it's a good one, though. It's good. I like it. I'm going to get it written on a wall somewhere, I think. Um, I mean, we're in general, we're looking at all aspects of our business and how technology can enable us to maintain communication with our customers throughout their journey with us, you know, from inquiry to appointment to welcome packs. Once they're under management, mm -hmm. how can we keep track of, of what they need and, and what they expect of us information-wise? And then obviously when they exit the property, you know, when they sell the property, that, that communication continues. And how can we use technology to to really deliver off deliver that for them. Um, and we're also looking at the contractors. Um, I think we touched on this when we met the, the other day there, but visibility of what our contractors are doing when they're out on the managed developments, yeah. and how can we make that whole process more efficient? And, and bear in mind that people often tend to think of factors as entities who carry out repairs, but there's a whole lot behind the scenes that we carry out, you know, compliance activities, core maintenance, et cetera. Um, mm -hmm. and, and the third string to that is our own systems, our HR systems, our office communications. You know, we've got three offices, three fully manned offices mm -hmm. in Aberdeen, uh, Inverness and Glasgow. Yeah. And how can we keep them talking efficiently? How can we make sure that everybody here feels like they're part of Newton and they're not just part of what and Co with a different badge? Yeah, no, 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 I get what you mean. I get what you mean. And, and, and you know, I, I guess that the, the relationship that we have, we can help with the first two of those but the mm -hmm. last one is, you know, is, is not something that we deal with. Um, We're on our own. Yeah, well, you know, at the end of the day, or with, or with, I mean, you, I mean, uh, I've obviously spoken to the guys who look after your IT, uh, IT mm -hmm. infrastructure over the over the years. I think you changed mm -hmm. that a couple of years ago, and the guys yeah. you have in place now are, are are pretty top notch, and they they know what they're doing. So I, I guess that will that will massively help. But if you don't if you don't have the internal processes to support that, then you know that you can have as much great infrastructure and great um, um, digital tools um, at your disposal at your disposal but if you don't if you don't have the processes to to take advantage of them then it just doesn't work yeah yeah and I think as well you can have four or five fantastic systems but if they don't talk to each other and they don't integrate very well yeah it's it's you know you're you're going to lose things in the cracks between the systems or people are not going to fully engage with all the systems they need to so that you know again We've spoken about this. Is how you pull it all together yeah. and make it one cohesive product, so uh -huh. the staff here, you know, can can move between them all seamlessly. 
yeah, yeah. And the other thing, you've got to have somewhere that is your master data set, isn't there? You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to you've got to have one that says that is the Bible. You know, and if anything yeah. else is <coughs> out of sync, then you know where to go. But, I mean, it should never be out of sync, but um, or you would hope in theory. Yeah, yeah, in, in theory. Yeah, I mean, and that's exactly it. You know, you've got to know exactly what is sacrosanct, what what can't be touched, and then everything yeah. else reads that and and takes the the nod from there. Okay. Excellent, excellent. Um, so, does your um, apart from having better weather, obviously, does your north office <laughs> experience different challenges to your central belt offices? If, yeah, definitely. I think if we're if we're talking just about the the stock, I mean, when I started Watanco, um, I couldn't have gone to the developers and said, "I promise, I'm going to be a really good factor." So I had to build the business looking after sort of the older tenemental stock. Sure. And that with it sort of means it's, it's even now, you know, many years later. That brings with it with its own challenges. You know, we've become known up here for the factors who can look after older properties, right? But because okay. there's not that same, I'm trying to think of the right word, that same sort of culture around factoring up here. I, I presume in Glasgow, or I know that in, in Glasgow, factoring has been on the go for a lot longer and a lot, it's a lot more widely accepted. Yeah. Where up here, people don't tend to have, have any real understanding of what a factor does until they're, you know, they, they have one um, yeah. for better, for worse. Yeah. So it becomes almost like an education piece and, and letting the customers know what we can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you bear in mind, a lot of our stock could be well over 100 years old, but the new ones that come on to us, the new, the new instructions might have not have any maintenance done for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And that's, that in itself is a real challenge, trying to explain to people, you know, why they have to pay for the roof even though they're on the ground floor or or why, you know, it's important to have a well-lit stairwell, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it. I get it. I, I think this is something that comes up time and time and again on this podcast. It's education. You know, you've got the yeah. you've got first time buyers, mm-hmm. first time buyers who really probably don't understand what a factor is because you know, I mean, if they've let if they've been letting a property for um, or renting a property for I should say for 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 for, for ten years, you know, the, the, yeah. the landlord deals with the factor. They don't even touch it. You know what I mean? They they've got a problem. They phone a letting agent. You know. Um, yes. And then you've also got these guys downsizing as well, and and they're mm. and they're like, you know, um, what what's this? I always remember, and I think I spoke about this before. I was sitting at a dinner one once, and I told someone what I what I did for a living. Um, the person next to me, and and this person was uh, an accountant, I, I think, is it from from memory? Um, and and we oh, and and the minute she found out what I did, they she went, oh, my my um my um factor is XX, and I've been paying them money for years and then suddenly there's a fault in this part this courtyard and they want us to pay to fix it and i'm like well it's your property what what, what, who else is going to pay for it you know so i think there's a there's a yeah and and i know that you know factors and the pms and and lots of people try and educate it but 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 you know if it's not something you've ever come across then it's not really something you understand i guess yeah and that's exactly it well we we get some quite unusual inquiries even now yeah. um, I'm just think, trying to think of some recent ones we had a an owner who reported that they believed their neighbour had stolen their watch from their flat mm-hmm. um, and they reported it to the factor instead of the police and you know it's nice that they think that we can help but unfortunately there's not much we can do in that situation so yeah. we just have to explain you know, very politely that no no this is a crime so it's not something that we're going to arrive with handcuffs or, or deal with that for you I'm afraid yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, so 
Do you have the same issues around flat owners' responsibilities around repairs and maintenance of their building? Yes, I, th I think largely we do. I think um, there's a lot of peculiarities. I said more in, in terms of the, the the build of the the developments that we look after in the, in the north, but the issues themselves are, are largely the same. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of those can be addressed through, as we've discussed, communication and education. You know, you very rarely have an owner complain that we're sending them too much information. It's usually the, the opposite, you know, that we want to get to a point where when an owner's invoice arrives, they don't have to question every line item because they'll know what's going on. They'll have been aware that there was a, a roof repair that had to be done or, you know, they'll have confirmation from us that the gutters have been cleared with sort of before and after images. Um, and I think if we can maintain that, it makes our job a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and and I guess that comes back to your digital stuff as well of making sure that that information is available at, at your client's fingertips I guess yeah exactly without adversely affecting our administrative efficiencies Brian yeah so yeah obviously don't forget the mission statement um, but yeah I think that's that is important you know because people now more than ever want to be involved in the management of their own property uh -huh. um, and it you know gone are the days where the factor was some figure on high who dictated to the owners how the building would be maintained and how much that would cost. So, so bringing the, the customers with us mm -hmm. is hugely important, and, and that's what we need to, you know, companies like yourselves to to help us with and really help us um, produce these products that will do that for us. Yeah, yeah, and and so, I, I, I think I probably know the answer to this um, question, but is there the same? level of cladding issues up in the north that there is maybe in, in the central belt or is that is that a daft thing to ask uh, it's, it's certainly not a daft question it's there in our experience there's not the same level up here right, that okay. build materials tend to be different we do have a number of developments that have cedar cladding on high which right. will all have to be looked at of course as part of, of the the ongoing issues there but certainly i know my, my colleagues in glasgow have more going on in that department than we do Okay. Okay. But it is yeah. Okay. But that I guess that could also be because of the uh, uh, the amount of different properties in the portfolio down there, or is it, or is are you do you guys have a fair spread in all of your offices? I, th I think we have a fair spread of of flats, but I, just, I don't think that cladding has been as popular a build material up here. I mean, Glasgow right. is a a city centre landscape, and there's there's lots of flats. You know, you yeah. walk around, there's blocks of flats everywhere. In Aberdeen, it's not quite the same. Yeah. Um, the, you know, I, I was speaking to a, a colleague in a housing association recently, and they were saying that the demand for flats has gone, you know, bottomed out. Nobody wants to be moved into a housing association flat anymore in Aberdeen. Right. Well, wow. a house with a garden. So yeah. there's that sort of dynamic in the area. Then you know, developers are not in a hurry to to put up big tall blocks of flats that where cladding would have been an efficient build material for them to use. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I guess it is entirely different, isn't it, from a from yeah. a from a city point of view? Okay, so, um, and we've not, I've known about this for, for for obviously a while. You're not just in factoring; you have other things that you do too. Um, can you talk to us about the future and how you manage to have time to do all those other things? <laughs> um, sometimes I wonder that myself, but I mean, I, th I think Newton is my main focus. You know, now mm -hmm. and in the future. Um, yes, I have other interests which are all sort of within that property sphere yeah. you know i do a, a, a wee micro development company so you know we buy a building here and there convert it into a couple of flats or we buy a dilapidated property 
refurbish it and and, and move it on. The, yeah. the key to that one is I've got a very good business partner. He's a, oh, okay. a former former architect okay. who does all of the, the on site stuff, and okay. and all I have to worry about is the admin. You know, I can yeah. I can batter that through of an evening. It doesn't take too much time. Right. Okay. Um, and then I look after. I've got my own flat, and I've got a good agent there who looks after all those for me. So that that makes life easier, and it leaves me free to focus on property factoring and all the joy that that brings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, good. <laughs> and 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 I I noticed this morning on on LinkedIn that you've announced um, your new CEO. Yes. And now, now I saw an article in Business Insider, so I guess Business Insider will catch up in the next few weeks or a couple of, couple of days or whatever as mm-hmm. to um, as who that is, um, or or an article about. But I remember reading a uh, reading the um, uh, the article in Business Insider a few months ago now from Stephen saying that you were looking for a CEO to to kind of a, a non customer facing CEO, not from industry. Um, or maybe didn't say not from industry actually, um, but 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 this person isn't that you've taken on is Karen Trinket, Trickett, I think. Um, Trickett, um, yeah. You, Trickett, can you tell us a bit about that? Um, if it's something you want to talk about? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. I, I think it um, comes back to my earlier point when I, I said that growth was the challenge for us. You know, the, mm-hmm. the company has tripled in size and we've worked hard to upscale those processes to to keep the pot boiling but we recognized yeah. that if we wanted to continue to grow we need to do something very different and we needed to take in somebody with a, a real proven track record in managing big businesses very efficiently and and karen yeah. i have to say is a bit of a rock star of the scottish business world and we're really enjoying yeah. having her on board she's she's three days in so far um, and i've right, seen okay. the difference already right okay Okay. So no, it's, it's it's good. It's all positive from our perspective. You know, we, we took a very um, well thought out and well planned out decision to appoint a CEO from outside the industry because you know we we look around the industry and everybody's doing the same thing. We want to be different. You know, Newton was formed to be a disruptive factoring company twenty years ago, and we mm-hmm. want to to continue that same mentality as we as we grow forward. Mm. I, I do get it. I mean, I, I absolutely do get it. Um, and and I, I guess other other businesses maybe do it a slightly different way. Maybe they bring in some non-exec directors or whatever from from industry and these sort of things. You know, so there's, mm-hmm. there's a there's a there's a, a number of different ways to do to kind of bring that um, expertise into the business. But 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 yeah, I mean, you get you've got some cracking guys within your business. Great. Um, great um, property management people. So um, it, yeah. it kind of makes sense to leave them in property management if that's where, what they're very, very good at, yeah? It, exactly that, you know, we, we are a property management company. We want to focus on the day job, but yeah. bringing Karen in will really help us get everything set up so that we can continue to grow and, and not have any teething problems. Yeah. You know, if we've tripled in size over the last seven years, who knows what the next seven years will bring for us? Yeah, yeah, it's a business end, isn't it? Um, which is which is the which is the which is a good thing. Yes. Okay. Um, anything else that you want to talk about that we haven't specifically touched on with any of those questions? No, I think I've I've you know I've covered everything I want to cover. Good, excellent, excellent. Okay, so finally, um, as it's a new year. Um, a block talk. Um, we've changed our final questions um, to just one big thinker. Tell us something about you that people are generally surprised to find out about you. That's a good question. Um, I, I've had a wee think about that one. Um, I think probably the fact that I spent four years doing a degree in entrepreneurship 
you know that um, wow. that trait that allegedly can't be taught. I spent four years trying to learn that. Um, I didn't even know that even existed as a as a as a degree. So. Neither did my parents until graduation day. They thought I was doing management studies until the, I was announced as a, a graduate in entrepreneurship. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. Okay. And, and do you think that's sorry? On you go. Sorry. On you go. No, no. On you go. I was just going to say, do you think that's that has um, that has molded you or 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 given you skills in your kind of in Newton, what what and co, then Newton, and also the stuff you do on your own. Well, the, the course was was really good. You know, it talked about business planning and finance and raising capital and managing the business, etc. So I took mm-hmm. all of that knowledge and then I started Water & Co. Property Management from a mm-hmm. desk in my shared flat with no money, no knowledge, no plan, no experience, and no customers. So I'm not sure I really took it all on board. Um, <laughs> some would say I've still got no, uh, no knowledge in factoring, but there you go. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think, you know, I've always been up. Uh, I had a keen eye for an opportunity. And at the time, I'd just done my degree in entrepreneurship. I was working in the oil industry. I wasn't particularly enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was living in a block of flats where the factor was doing an appalling job. And that factor right. doesn't trade anymore, so I'm not I'm not giving any secrets. Um, okay. And I thought, this is going to be easy. All I've got to do is contact all the fellow owners, collect the money, pay the contractors, and Bob's your uncle. It's going to be a piece of cake. And that was a steep learning curve. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I can didn't imagine. work out as well as I thought it would. Yeah, well, it's the, it's the, it's the, I, I guess it's the, you know, it's actually quite difficult to change factors sometimes, you know, because title deeds can be so restrictive, and yes. you know, you know, and, and there's, I guess, there's still a fair amount of apathy, client apathy, and in, in, you know, where people are like, okay, just, just, just do it. I don't really want to attend anything. Just look after the building. So actually, getting people to, um, to agree to do anything, let alone move factor i i guess it's quite a difficult thing in some respects yeah yeah it, it certainly was in those early days but yeah. you know I, I persevered and here i am yeah excellent excellent well ross thank you so much for coming on that's been really really useful it's great to talk to you and um and i will see i'll catch up with you soon anyway okay yeah no problem thanks for having me